Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name's Melissa. Welcome back to the Deliverability Defined Podcast. Each week, we'll be diving deep into a topic and giving you practical advice to improve your email deliverability. In other words, we'll help you reach the inbox of your subscribers and stay out of their spam folders, leading to more success in your email marketing. Deliverability can be complex, but we're here to define it. Hello. It feels weird not to be saying hello to Melissa, but Melissa is out on vacation this week. She is on the beaches in Mexico drinking margaritas for her bachelorette party. So she's having a great time and I'm here talking about deliverability, but it's okay. I'm very happy for her and we're going to have a good episode. Although I have never done a solo podcast before. It's kind of strange to be talking to myself, but really I'm talking to you. So it's fun. It's all good. Hopefully I can carry a show by myself, but we will find out together. Thank you for listening. I think we're about halfway through our season and I'm just so glad that you're here still with us, continuing to listen. It's been so fun. This is our most listened to season yet. And I'm just really grateful that you all are here spending your time with us. And today I wanted to dive into a topic I don't think we've really covered fully yet. We haven't dedicated a full episode to it, but it's something that's really important. And that is how to grow your list using Instagram. And it might sound straightforward. You might think, could I just post to my Instagram and say, hey, join my email list? That could work. So that's great if you're already doing that. But we'll talk through some other tactics as well and how to just have a really healthy funnel of new subscribers that are coming from your Instagram. So let's talk about Instagram in general. Maybe not all of you use it for your business. Maybe you do. But I personally, as a consumer, use Instagram all the time. It's my favorite app to scroll (laughs) for sure. Um, But then I also use it for our Deliverability Defined podcast. Feel free to follow it. If you're not already, we post clips from the shows mostly so you can see us actually, you know, talking our real faces. We really exist. But a lot of creators and businesses use Instagram and have so much success with it when it comes to growing their audience and then ultimately getting their audience onto their email list. And then those people become customers, which is the goal. So Instagram has over 1 billion active users. So a potential, huge potential there of new, new people that you've never interacted with before. They might not know who you are, but Instagram is great for discovery, especially reels right now. I personally have not ever created a reel. I'm not going to lie to you, but I can talk a little bit about my experience with reels from people I know who use Instagram for their business. I have some musician friends who started using Reels and have found a lot of new followers and have reached so many different accounts through Reels because Instagram is promoting them so much. This is how Instagram is trying to sort of train their users to act in the way they want us to act. And you know what? For a lot of creators, when it comes to social media, you have to kind of play the game if you're wanting to get out in front of people. That is one thing that makes email so wonderful. Once you have those people over on your email list, you own the email list and you don't have to play those games anymore, except for, of course, you know, following deliverability best practices to get into the inbox. But I know you all can do that. That's easy. 
And especially if you listen to this podcast, you know what you're doing. And then you don't have to worry about whether people are seeing your content or not. Social media is very different. So if we're talking about Instagram, you know, they want to compete with TikTok. They really want reels to be successful. So if you create a reel on Instagram, that is going to be seen by people much more than a regular post, like a photo or just a non-real video. So I highly recommend utilizing reels if you want to get discovered by people who don't follow you. Instagram is showing reels to people in their feed by people that they don't even follow. So that's a good way for people to find you. And I can use my sweet husband as an example, Thomas. He historically has not enjoyed using Instagram for his business, maybe even for personal life either. But once he got excited about teaching people what he knows and kind of being a creator more when it comes to music and music production, he's been testing out different things with Instagram to grow his audience and help more people. And he started making reels. And it's kind of crazy. Ever since he started making reels, he's been getting way more followers, people reaching out to him, people emailing him. He's had multiple new customers, people calling him saying, hey, I want to record an album with you. And it's picked up once he started being really active on Instagram. So if you are someone who, you know, Instagram hasn't been your thing, you're not kind of sold on trying it out. I know it can feel scary, especially if you're anything like me, creating a reel sounds really intimidating. I don't know anything about video editing not an expert in that. And it just kind of feels vulnerable. But I think if you're willing to give it a shot, it would be a great way to experiment and see if that gets you some new followers that might not have heard about you previously, which is always great. When it comes to getting new email subscribers, discovery can be really hard trying to get out in front of new people. The ConvertKit Creator Network, of course, is a great new way to do that. So highly recommend joining that if you haven't already can go to creatornetwork.com and that's a way for you to grow your email list by being recommended by other creators. But social media is, again, another really important way to grow your email list. So let's talk about just some best practices for Instagram. This might be common sense for you if you're an Instagram pro, so I won't spend too much time on it. But first of all, make sure you're representing yourself well to your ideal subscriber or customer. So make sure your Instagram photo is clear. It matches your branding. It's professional looking. You know, it's not super blurry, super zoomed out, hard to see you. Make sure that if you have a really professional vibe, then your photo has a really professional vibe. If you are a designer with a really like edgy kind of brand, then make sure your photo showcases that as well. It should just be really authentic and help people get a better idea of who you are. And just make sure it's not, you know, like really blurry, you know, can't tell exactly what they're following. Make sure your bio also clearly communicates who you are and what you offer. One thing I have seen creators do that I really like is they kind of put the problem that they're solving in their bio. So for example, if I were to have a deliverability Instagram, I might say, teaching you tips to reach the inbox of your subscribers or something like that. So make sure your bio, it really clearly lays out exactly why someone should be following you. Think about what are the problems that your audience has that you want to address and then use that to work backwards and write your bio. 
make sure that you have a link in your bio that will direct people to your website or landing page, especially a place where they can really easily sign up for your email list. This is extremely important. I see a lot of creators and also businesses will put a link in their bio that's sort of like a link tree. And it'll link out to all these random things, their blog posts, their, you know, a product they have, but I can't ever find a way to get to their actual just like website or how to sign up for their email list. So I would make sure that the link in your bio makes it really, really easy to sign up for your email list and to get to your main website. Let's talk about how to get people, you know, once they're following you on Instagram or they're seeing your content, how do you get them from Instagram over to your email list? This is probably the most important part. So first thing I recommend is having some sort of lead magnet, like a guide, ebook. I think really short kind of like PDFs are always great, especially if it's like a worksheet or something that's more interactive. For example, (laughs) very niche example. I don't know if you all can relate with this or not, but with my 10-month-old baby, one thing I love to always have on hand is the like ideal schedules for his day based on which month he's in. And there are some like sleep experts and baby experts and all these creators who have created these sorts of things that are like, oh, it's 7 a.m., bottle one. At 8 a.m., solids. At 9 a.m., nap one, whatever it is. So those things are really useful. And I think that as a digital download, freebie, lead magnet, sort of like a, here's a 10-month-old's, you know, example daily schedule. That's a great sort of lead magnet. Some sort of resource I think is ideal. An example of what that might look like for me and deliverability is here's a template for a ramp up plan. If you're going to send with a new ESP, here's the exact sending schedule you should follow to warm up your sender reputation. Something like that, that someone can get a lot of use out of. They're excited to receive, but I wouldn't recommend that it's like, all of your information. So, you know, I said ebook earlier as a lead magnet. I think a little mini ebook is great. But for example, if I write a huge ebook on email deliverability, I don't want to put that as my lead magnet because that's sort of giving away all of the information that I have or, you know, like the main value that I'm able to provide people. And you want to make it in littler, tiny chunks so that a small piece of information can be used as a lead magnet. And then another piece of information can be sent in your your newsletter. And then another piece of information can be sold as a digital product. You don't want to just give away everything they're going to learn from you for free right off the bat. So I would think about that um, when you're trying to decide what should your lead magnet be? What can you share on Instagram and get people excited about? Say, hey, I created this template this workbook, whatever it might be, this free download. And if you sign up for my email list, I'll send it to you right now. That's a great way to get people off of Instagram and into your email list. It's great to use your Instagram stories for that kind of content too. One thing that makes it really easy to get email addresses is you can actually just add like a little text box to any of your stories. And you can tell people, enter your email address here. And they can do that. And then you can, you know, go and enter those email addresses onto whatever landing page you want those email addresses to belong to. If you have a ton, ton, ton of followers and you're worried about people 
entering invalid or bogus email addresses in there, then maybe maybe not the the best thing to do. I wouldn't be too concerned about that because if someone is wanting to be malicious and enter bogus email addresses, they can go do that on your landing page too. So it's really not much different here. And I would assume, yeah, if someone's going to go through the trouble to enter an email address through the text box form tied to their own Instagram account, it's probably pretty legit unless they accidentally make a typo, which does happen from time to time. Another good feature is adding a link to an Instagram story. It used to be swiping up. Now it's, you know, you tap a link. So make sure that when you direct people to join your email list, you post it to your stories and you have the link embedded to make it as easy as possible to get off of Instagram and onto your landing page. So very, very important. I would recommend doing this instead of putting a post in your main feed and writing in the caption, like, here's the link to join my email list because you actually can't click on links within Instagram captions for posts that are in the main feed. So pointing people to your story whenever you want them to take action is really the best place for that to happen because they can take really easy action by tapping on links in your story. Another thing I recommend when you're thinking about Instagram, I know it's always overwhelming sometimes to me to create good looking content, whether that's what you're posting on Instagram or whether it's that freebie I talked about, the lead magnet. One thing I've loved, not sponsored, obviously, is Canva Pro. It's been saving my life. This sounds like an ad, but it's not. But shout out to Canva if you want to sponsor me. I would love that. I use it all the time. I do some interior design work every now and then on the side for a contractor in Nashville. And Canva Pro is such a cool way to make what's in your brain look amazing on a screen. So, you know, and on a PDF, whatever you want. It's a great way to design Instagram posts, to design swipe posts. I think that's a really engaging way to show content to your audience. So for example, let's say you want to share, you know, the three tips for, let's say marketers, three tips about email marketing for marketers. A really great way to deliver that information in Instagram is to create graphics that are all going to be posted in the same post and people can swipe through them. So that's called like a carousel post in Instagram. So when you're thinking about what kind of content to post on Instagram to get an engaged audience, get them excited to learn from you and then move over to your email list. Things like that are awesome. And that's the thing you can design in Canva Pro so easily. You can have it match your branding and just make you look super professional and to help people understand why they should follow you on Instagram and then eventually sign up for your email list. So that's a key to growing your list through Instagram is having really high quality, high value posts on your Instagram. As much as I love (laughs) posting pictures of my baby on my personal Instagram. If I had a professional Instagram, he might show up there every now and then. But for the most part, when you look at my feed, you're going to see posts around whatever it is I'm trying to deliver to my audience, whatever value is there. Obviously, everyone most of the time likes to see behind the curtain and see there's a human. So it's totally fine to post about your personal life every now and then. But um, just for the most part, people want to be seeing what it is you're about. What can they learn from you? What are you teaching them? What value are you providing them? And the carousel posts 
are an awesome way to do that. If you have any testimonials from people, that's another thing you can throw in Canva Pro, make it look awesome, post to your Instagram. That's huge. Anything you can share around numbers. So if you did something and it helped someone grow their business from X to Y, whatever it may be, put that um, front and center, put it on your Instagram. Basically, your Instagram is kind of building up your your proof that you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about, you're someone that can be trusted, and you have valuable insights to share. So once your feed is full of that information, that's when you want to start getting people to sign up for your email list. They're going to love the content they've already seen from you on Instagram, and they're going to be excited to learn more. I have talked to creators who have felt awkward asking for someone to sign up for their email list. And I've had to help them reframe it. So you're not asking someone to do this selfishly or for a favor. The people who join your email list, you don't want people there who don't want to be there. What you're doing, hopefully, this is the goal, is you have a lot of value to provide. And you're just letting people know, hey, if you want this amazing thing, this amazing piece of information go sign up for my email list and you'll get it. So it's you providing something to your audience. It's not them providing something to you. Obviously, of course, you want your, you want their email address and you do probably hope that they purchase something at some point. But I think the ideal situation is that it's a symbiotic relationship. You're not asking people for a favor. You are helping them as well. And they're excited to give you their email address and you all can build a connection and relationship. And it's a win-win for everyone. So hopefully if you're feeling awkward about getting email addresses, you can kind of reframe it that way. And what am I delivering? What value am I delivering? Why should people be excited to sign up for my email list and make sure that the content you're giving them in the emails you send them or the lead magnets you're creating, that they are really valuable and that you are treating the email addresses you receive with care. So once you are in that mindset, you're ready to get email addresses. Like I mentioned, some things you can do, a lead magnet. So offering something and saying, hey, if you want this thing I've created, go sign up for my email list and I'll send it to you. That's great. Exclusive access to something is wonderful. I might've mentioned this before, but I'm thinking about um, a friend I have who is an amazing painter. I'm going to look at her website real quick so I can plug her art. She is very talented. She does like abstract neutral paintings that are very peaceful. And she has worked with huge names like McGee and Co. <laughs> who is, they have a Netflix show. She's worked with them to create prints. Her website is melodyjoymcmun.com. She's amazing. And she's been a great supporter of this podcast. But we've talked about email deliverability and her strategy. And one thing she did is that her art often sells out very quickly after she puts it up for sale. So she started an email list where she emails people on her email list before anyone else gets access to her art that's for sale. She'll email her email list and say, hey, here's my new art. You get exclusive access, I think for you know like 24 hours or something. And then she opens it up to the general public for sale. I also have a musician friend who will do the same thing for his concert tickets. Whenever he's selling tickets, he'll say, okay, pre-sale starts tomorrow. Sign up for the email list to get pre-sale access. And then once that pre-sale access is over, the general public has 
the ability to get those tickets. So if you have something, an asset, whatever it may be that is in demand and there's a limited number of them, that's a great way to get people over to your email list. Say, hey, I'm launching this new product. There's only X amount of it. If you want to be the first to know or the first to get access to buy it, sign up for my email list. So that's another great tactic. And then third is just, you know, if you have a newsletter or something like that, just asking people to sign up for your email list or, you know, showing them how to sign up is great. You don't always have to have a carrot to dangle. You just need to make sure that you're explaining why they want to sign up for your email list instead of saying, hey, click here to sign up for my newsletter, which might get you some subscribers. I would recommend saying something like, click here to receive financial advice directly to your inbox every Friday, for example. So telling them exactly what they're going to receive if they sign up for your list, why they should do it, the value that's there, and setting that kind of expectation of how often you're going to receive it is a great way to get people to jump over to your email list. I know there are a ton of people I follow on Instagram that I love following them on Instagram. And if they were to post something like that, like, hey, click here to sign up for my email list and get my top tips for interior design every Monday morning, I would definitely be subscribing to that (laughs) because that's interesting to me. So don't shy away from, you know, just keeping it simple as well. If you don't have the time to put into a lead magnet, it's all about just voicing to your followers why they should be on your list and giving them a really easy way to do that. So again, in that case, you would either want to put up one of those little text boxes where someone can enter their email address or a link they can tap to really quickly enter their email address. Let's see, Instagram, have I covered it? Maybe some things to avoid on Instagram. I would say don't feel like you have to be perfect or you're never going to do it or you're going to it's going to take you forever to post anything and it's going to cause way more stress than it needs to. Plus, as a consumer, a lot of us looking on Instagram We don't always want perfection. It feels, again, like there's not that human element. It can feel unattainable. We all like to see some relatability. So I think there is a line. You know, you want your your Instagram and the products you put out, the lead magnets you put out, you definitely want them to look polished, to be on brand with you, to be authentic, and to look professional in some sense. You don't want anything to look like, oh, that, you know, that was thrown together. But there's a difference between that and wanting everything to be perfect. So I would just really recommend to not let yourself get into a perfectionism spiral on Instagram because number one, it'll just hold you back. And number two, it probably won't even perform as well. So just um, like I said, if you're not a designer, hopefully my designer friends won't be mad that I'm suggesting this, but I love using Canva Pro. I think go on there. They have a million templates. They've kind of already done the work for you to make things look nice. You just have to enter your content onto it. So find little tips and tricks like that to make everything look nice, but without, you know, spending way, way, way too much time and energy and worrying about it being perfect. I don't know if that's a struggle for everyone, but I know it's a struggle for me and for some people I've talked to when it comes to posting on social media. Another thing I would say, which I kind of mentioned earlier, um, when it comes to Instagram and knowing what to post, I know that can be hard. What in the world do I share about? I think anything that shares real numbers 
works really well. And we kind of talked about this on my podcast with Nathan. Um, that was episode one of this season. If you haven't listened to it, it's our most popular episode yet. So I highly recommend listening to that one. And we talked about how not many people are willing to be transparent about their numbers, whatever you know that might be. It might be your revenue. It might be your number of sales. It might be how well something performed for you or didn't perform for you. But if you are willing to get transparent and share your experiences, that is content that people love. So just some examples, like I know my friend Charlie who works at ConvertKit. I think she's going to come on a future episode. She's amazing. She shares her income reports once a year and breaks down exactly how much money she's made and where it's coming from. She works full-time at ConvertKit and has a job as a creator that I think makes her just as much money or more than her ConvertKit salary. And she'll break down the pie charts and where you know her different revenue streams are and how it's trending year over year, which is amazing. Not many people are willing to do that, but that's such a valuable piece of content that she shares and that gets her a lot of traction every year and is also just really helpful and valuable to people. I think income transparency is awesome. So that's just an example. And then again, you know, at ConvertKit, we share our revenue metrics publicly. We share our deliverability metrics once a month on our blog publicly, which has been really great and a great way for us to to shed some insight for customers because it's really hard to find that kind of information. So if you can think about that in your own life, like what are some things you'd be willing to lift the veil about? I think your audience would love to see it. And that'd be a great way to put out some content that would probably do really well and help a lot of people, which is what we want. I have heard from many creators that talking on your stories does really well. Again, not something I've really done personally to be transparent about that. But I know some people I follow and know in person have said like, oh, I did not want to open up my camera on Instagram and talk to my phone on my Instagram stories. But when I do, people love it. And I get so many replies and responses and it helps my followers get to know me so much better, which I know we all want. We want an engaged audience. We want to build relationships with our audience on a human level. It's really great. And then also, of course, on a business level, it also is really great and leads to more revenue. So I would say if you haven't tried that yet, I know it's scary. Give it a shot and see how it goes for you. See how people respond. Yeah, I think that's about it. I think when it comes to Instagram, authenticity is key. It's an app where, you know, it's not Twitter or LinkedIn. We don't really want to see that perfectionism, that super, super, super professionalism. Um, We don't want everything to just look so perfect. We like to see very pretty things, things that are aesthetically pleasing, things that are really interesting, insightful, entertaining. And we like to see some human element there on Instagram. So I would just make sure that anything you're doing is coming from a really authentic place where people can get to know you, but also they really get to know the value you can provide and just make sure that you are sharing value on Instagram that looks really nice and polished. And then regularly pointing people to your email list. Because again, if you build a large following on Instagram, that's great, you know, or any other social media platform, that's great. But it's very risky if you don't get them moved over to your email list. And that's, you know, whether you use ConvertKit or not, that does not matter. But you want their email addresses because as we've all seen happen, algorithm changes happen all the time. 
and not always in your favor. And that can mean the audience you're able to reach just goes from 100 to zero overnight. Hopefully not that drastic, but it's possible. And we've also seen that social media platforms can just go out of business or close or be banned. So, you know, again, social media is awesome for discovery, for helping people get to know you and for creating really great content, but you do not want to leave it there. You definitely need to make sure that you get those people moved over to your email list. I don't know if you can hear him, but my baby just woke up from his nap. He's crying. (laughs) Uh, My sister's with him. He's not alone, but that probably means I should go. I think I've rambled enough. Thank you for sticking with me on this solo episode. Definitely harder to do this without Melissa, (laughs) but I'm glad you're here. Let me know what you thought. I also was thinking it would be a great idea to extend the offer. If any listeners want to come on the podcast, let us know. That would be so fun. I'm sure you all have a lot you could be teaching us and our listeners. So feel free to email me, Alyssa at convertkit.com if you want to be a guest. And I will talk to you next week with Melissa. Bye. Thanks for listening to Deliverability Defined. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And if you have time, please leave us a review. You can find a resource guide for today's show at convertkit.com slash deliverability, where we outline all of the information you need to know from today's episode. If you have a question or topic you want us to cover, let us know within the ConvertKit community or at convertkit.com slash deliverability. We'll see you next week.